Howdy folks and welcome back to Reading Held Hostage. This is part two of our Twilight episode. Um, we'll be starting on chapter seven, but today we actually have a very special guest today in lieu of Justin. It's me, Robert Pattinson, isn't it? Yeah, Robert, thank you so much for being here today. Can you tell us a little bit about how you were feeling like going through the Twilights? Wait, this is about tw- this this podcast about Twilight? Yeah, you know, everybody's favorite movie and book series, Twilight. I fucking hate those movies. That's not true. And those fucking books. The books are great, first of all. The movies, I agree, Robert, they did make you look a little pale. A little pale? They put white fucking paint on me at the beginning of every ca- every fucking day of recording. And then they fucking doused me in glitter. Didn't they? You know, it... It has not. It was not described as glitter in the book, Robert. I, I didn't fucking live in a in a lighthouse with William Defoe for three years to make the movie Lighthouse to come on this podcast and talk about fucking Twilight, didn't I? All I'm gonna say is that I didn't fucking invent <laughs> time travel for Tenant to record the movie Tenant. I don't think I've seen Tenant. I've really only seen your works in Harry Potter and Twilight. Mr. Really? Mr. Pattinson. Really? Yeah. The movie I fucking die in and the movie I'm a fucking dumb vampire. Those are the two movies you've I'm seen. I'm sorry, you're not a dumb vampire. You're a sexy vampire, Robert. That's fucking bullshit. I'm, I'm fucking... Oh, I'm so goddamn pissed. So if we could talk a little bit about how you and your co-stars added so much unneeded sexual tension to I mean, the fucking everybody in that movie was great. I loved everybody in the movie. Yes. But I, I fucking hated everything else about it. Mmm. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Shit. What? What's wrong, Robert? Uh, um, you're not gonna believe this. You know, you know the movie Claw- Santa Claus? Which one? The one with the, where he kills Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. So it turns out that if you play Batman in a live-action movie, you become Batman of a different universe. So I got, I got to run. You got to go. I got to go. Bat, the bat thing is calling. Y- yeah, the they they need the Batman. Okay, well now we know that Robert Fuck. Pattinson is the Batman. Thank you so much, everybody. I guess we won't be able to do. Wait, what was that? Justin. Yeah. What was? Oh, that? hey, babe! I didn't know you were awake. I thought did, I could hear you snoring. Did someone just run out of the house? Mm, no. Who's who's here? You know, since you're here, that's all that matters right now. Do you want to do the podcast? Yeah, sure. Okay, well, since we're already recording, do you want to just want to welcome everybody back? Yeah, hey guys, welcome to Reading Held Hostage. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate. Did you do your part? Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Welcome back to Reading Held Hostage. My name's Blue, and I love to read. And my name's Justin, I hate to read. I really like that, baby. What? Can we talk about it or no? Talk about what? Okay, so for the this bit of the podcast, this is part two. Yes. Which will hopefully be released on the Thursday after the first part comes out. Wait, this is really... Who, who are you doing the podcast with? What are you talking about? Come on. Batman. Bat... Bat... Batman? Babe, uh, Yeah. Wait, Robert Pattinson was in the house? <laughs> yeah, you missed him? How'd you get it? How'd you get him here? He we was... have like four listeners right now. Justin, I don't know if you've ever seen The Twilights, but he goes really fast. Didn't he hate those movies? Uh, when he was here, he told me he really liked them. Like in every interview I've seen of I him. I mean, he talking. wasn't here, so um, I've heard that he really likes them. I can't believe he didn't wait. I really like Batman. Yeah, it was, and I really like Twilight. No, you comment on Twilight. Like his movie when he lived in the White House, Lighthouse no, 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 with like, William Defoe. No, no, like the the older. You know, he, when he recorded that, he was in there for three years with him. I don't believe in time. So if you could go back to two thousand. Speaking of time, he invented time travel for Tenet. Oh my gosh, babe, those are the same three facts that Robert Pattinson said about himself when he was here. Really? That you guys must be like. Like this, I should have. Yeah. Damn, I wish I, I would have met him. I should have gotten something signed for you. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was just so overwhelming. Well, why do you leave? His penis got caught in a zipper. Oh, yeah, I get that. <laughs> Been there, done that. Yeah. So what are, what are we talking about today? Like now I said, this missed is part Robert two. Pattinson. Shut up about Robert Pattinson, okay? He's obviously not even the best actor from Twilight. 
Okay. That that hurts. It's obviously, whatever the guy who's Taylor Lautner, I can't remember. Taylor Lautner, yes, Shark Boy. <laughs> Shark Boy, yeah. The hikey though, Shark Boy was lit. It was pretty good. The dance scene where he's like dancing with the sharks. Yeah, that one's really good. And his little dream, 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 dream. Remember dream, how that dream. movie is only like four years apart from the Twilight? Oh shit, I forgot about that. And he like. Yeah, it's from fucking two thousand. It's three years separated. Yeah, so Shark Boy and Lava Girl took place three years before the um, first Twilight. That's came out. insane. And he's like big in the first Twilight. I mean, he obviously gets way bigger in the next yeah. one, but. Well, not obvious. That's not obvious if you haven't read the book or anything. Okay, are you ready to skadoodle on to reading the book? Yeah, let's do it. So I did already read the book. I listened to it, and because um, I do the most for this podcast. Yeah. I suffered through listening to this softcore porn without any of the fun porn stuff. Wait, I thought this book was like for eight-year-olds. Yeah, and it basically has the same feel as a softcore porn, like I said, without any of the fun stuff. Because... God wouldn't want that. I don't know. Okay, so I'm gonna out you a little bit. So la- and I'll make a decision on if it stays in the podcast. L- last night you were reading the book and you got like a really cringe face over you. Mm-hmm. And then okay, this like, can stay. Can you look up real quick? <laughs> yeah. And I look up and you walk up to me and you just put your face in my neck. Yeah. And just kind of stay there. Mm-hmm. And then in my neck you say. This is what's happening in the book right now. Yeah. Well, because that that's what was happening. That's what was being described. And I wanted to act it out with somebody I loved to see how uncomfortable that would be. Oh, I fucking hated it. And it's not even like something that would like naturally happen. No. 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 So that's what I wanted to do with... That's what I was doing. Because I, re- I was reading it and I wanted to, to poke my eyes out. And then I did it to you and I wanted to poke my eyes out. Yeah, I hated it. Yeah, so... I don't know if we'll get to that today because you have a lot more um, commentary on this book than you did the last couple ones, but let's hippity hop into it for chapter seven. Actually, I lied. Can you tell me a little bit about what happened last in the first six chapters, what you remember? Um, the van crashed. Mm-hmm. What song was playing during the van crashing? Well, it's a book. In the movie. I have no clue. That's because you're a loser but okay next what else i I thought we ended there did (laughs) did we i don't remember i don't know i don't know i'm trying to remember because i've written these notes okay okay yeah you're right okay i couldn't remember if we figured out what he was yet oh we haven't so you're right now we're in chapter seven and for some reason she's going home she's playing this cd that phil got her and she's not like other girls because it's like heavy metal um but she has a dream about edward and jacob and mike are there yeah um basically there's like a lot of boys pushing her around and warning her not to go towards edward um but then she wakes up and decides to do some research 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 by googling vamp she just googles vampires which is a pretty solid <laughs> does start. she use microsoft bing you know she does make a joke about how long it takes to get her internet up and running that i didn't understand because i wasn't born within that internet age because this came out in 2005 yeah um but she starts to feel that like edward has speed he has strength he has beauty he's and fast as fuck he's fast as fuck and don't forget his unmeasurably pale and sexy skin you his eyes that shift in color. Um, and it doesn't make any sense, though, because everything says that vampires can't go outside. Yeah. Then she goes for a thinking hike, which I w- would never yep, do. Yep, I love thinking hikes. <laughs> Way too much effort. And she kind of feels that, you know, this might be it. This might be what the Cullens are, vampires. But why, why would you come to that conclusion that someone would be a mythological creature? Well, because remember, um, Jacob told her the story on the beach about the Cullens? Yeah, but that doesn't, like, if someone told me a story on the beach that, like, vampires are real, I'd be like, oh, that person's crazy. Yeah, but imagine there's um, a blue filter over everything. Oh. How about a now? Blue, uh, yeah, I get it. Uh, okay. If you haven't seen the movies, it's li- literally, like, blue. Like, there's no color besides blue. I'm blue, da booty, da booty, 
Um, we've got to stop singing songs. Yeah. Okay. Because we hit them note for note, and they're going to copyright them, strike yeah. us. So then she decides the only two options she has is that she either needs to stay far away from him or, you know, kind of go all out. And she doesn't really have an idea yet. Yeah, you know the two options. What? You could have just, like, chilled. No, she has no chill. Um, the next day at school, Mike starts flirting with her and asking her out. She's like, focus on Jessica, um, because Mike is an idiot. Um, but then Jessica invites her to go to a place called Port Angel- Angeles to go shopping the next night. Um, Charlie's chill with her going shopping, but she is worried about leaving him to fend for himself, which is like, you're literally his 17-year-old daughter. And he's been doing that for like... All years. of his life, yeah. Yeah, he actually makes the comment. He's like, literally, calm down. I've, I fed myself for 17 years. Yeah. Which I thought was eh, appropriate yeah. because he's, you a know, her father. A full adult, yeah. Yeah. So then they go to get dresses. They're driving to get dresses. And chapter eight, they're dress shopping and gabbing. And it turns out that Bella has never had a boyfriend or anything like that. What the heck? But this is... <clears throat> something that pissed me off because you're telling me that in Phoenix, Arizona, not one single male made any movement towards Bella, but in Fork, she's got four guys swooning all over her like it's nobody's business. She's like a uh, Phoenix four and a Forks ten. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, everybody asked her out, and apparently, like one of the guys, Tyler, the guy who almost hit her with the car. Is telling everybody that he's going to be taking her to the prom. And Bella's, like, really upset about that. Cool move. Cool move. I'm going to hit you with my car and then prom? (laughs) He didn't actually hit her with the car, but he almost did. And as they go to do more shopping, Bella ends up going and separating uh, to go book shopping by herself. Which, don't separate when you're in a group. Always have a partner. Buddy Uh, system, baby. Yeah. I mean, buddies get kidnapped, but it's a lot less likely for buddies to get kidnapped. Yeah. So she goes to the bookshop and then ends up meandering through the streets, like, just doing some thinking, because the bookshop was a little bit tinier than she wanted. Yeah. And, um, she's getting a little lost, and she realized, like, there's kind of a, there's, like, a group of four men heckling her, which is terrifying. Yeah, cool. Again, she's 17, she's five foot four, she probably weighs less than a buck 20. Yeah, cool move, guys. Guys, don't be gross. So two of them end up actually starting to follow her. And she sees, like, two of them kind of go somewhere else. Yikes. And she's walking. She's, like, thinking in her head that she's getting closer to, like, an area where she should be. But she's still completely lost. Yeah. And then, like, she hears the two guys behind her. They start to slow down. She's walking fast thinking, how am I going to kick their ass? And then they say, whoa, look at that cool Volvo. (laughs) The two men behind her. Uh, yell up ahead because the other two men who were heckling her are in front of her and she's being slowly herded into a spot. Cool move. Super creepy. Um, So they get really close and they start like, you know, being nasty men about it, which men pretty much never talk to a woman if she's alone, honestly. Yeah. That would just be my advice. (laughs) My thing as like, I'm a pretty big dude. Um... I am very careful how I approach women that are alone Mm -hmm. (laughs) to be like, hey, I'm a bud. I'm a bud. Not here for anything Mm -hmm. because we're buds. That's true. Um, Obviously, these men were being gross. Yeah. yeah. Off the bat. Off the bat. Um, So they're they're cornering her. And then, Justin, you'll never guess what comes out of nowhere. Oh, fuck. A sexy Volvo. Yeah. I rode a shiny, sexy Volvo. Woo. Um, and Edward's there and he's obviously furious. He's like cl- teeth clenched. He says, get in the car, which. No, that's just as creepy. Yeah. But I suppose since she knows him, but he's furious and he goes, distract me. And she tar- starts talking. She's kind of spooked. She put her seatbelt on. Don't worry, guys. And she's talking about how she's going to destroy Tyler Crowley for telling everyone that they're going to prom. And that she just goes on and on and on before Edward says, I'm sorry, I have a temper problem. Let's go to dinner. Um, that would be one single red flag to start. Yeah, for sure. Homie, first of all, I know how old he is. You've had plenty of time to go to therapy. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, I get super duper aggressive on the reg. Yeah, but like, no, no problem, right? 
Yeah, chill. It's chill. It's chill. So he takes Bella to the same dinner place that Jessica and Angela and her were supposed to meet at. And um, they already ate and they're like in shock that Edward's there with her. They're yeah. like, oh, wow. His Volvo is so sexy. And oh, I mean, look his. at his Volvo. So they are going to leave and he has permission to them to take Bella home, but not Bella's permission to take her home. Weird. Yeah, so then they go inside the restaurant, and they sit down, and the waitress is, like, really hot, but Edward's not giving her any attention, and Bella's like, why? I'm so ugly, and I'm such a loser. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm a Phoenix Four. <laughs> um, she keeps repeating that she's not hungry, and he, like, will not listen to her and orders food for them. Cool move. Um, Like, I mean, he's right in this instant because she did just have that shock. She literally has not eaten all day. Yeah. So he's right in the instance, like, you do physically need food. And, like, she drinks, like, two sodas. So she's obviously, like, recouping her body's energy. Yeah. But I don't like to be told what to do. You don't get to choose what other people want to do. No. And if she says, I'm not hungry, you go, hey, are, are you sure about that? You haven't eaten all day. I think it's a good idea for you to eat something. Yeah. Instead of Edward. So, Justin, say you're not hungry. Um, yeah, I'm not really hungry right now. Yeah, you'll be ordering something. <laughs> so that's how that kind of goes. Um, he's kind of mad at her because she should be going into shock, but she's not. Um, Why aren't you going into psychological distress? Yeah. he's She's not like other girls. I'm pissed. Um, But she's not... And she says it's because she feels really safe with Edward. And that he's a lot better when his eyes are light. She kind of chalks this up to, like, maybe he's hungry, maybe he's not hungry. Which is the truth. She just figures it out on her own. That's so... Yeah. Do your eyes change hunger? Well, because <laughs> she notes that men are more... She says men are more crabby when they're hungry, so... When you're crabby, your eyes are dark. Therefore, you must be hungry because you're more crabby and your eyes are dark. Like Th- That makes no fucking sense. You're 100% more crabby when you're hungry. No, I get that part. Oh, okay. It's just a correlation. Like, when His you're crabby, eyes change. you must be hungry. I am also noting that your eyes are a different color when this crabbiness is most frequent. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Well, are you sure? Because you got grumpy about it. You got. Are you hungry, baby? You kind of seem pretty grabby. Oh Let me see the color of your eyes. <laughs> um, they start a really uncomfortable question and answer game. Um, primarily where she asks, um, she gets, she's like, hey, like, hypothetically, if somebody could read minds. And basically it just gets, like, really overly sexual for my comfort. Um. And it ends up in Bella confirming, like, by herself. She goes, okay, Edward can 100% read minds. Yeah. He says that he's never tried to keep some specific human alive before. Like, he's really trying to keep Bella alive. Does he say human? Yes. That's cool. she says, don't you think my number was up the first time when the van almost crushed me? And he sexily says, your number was up the first time I met you. Oh, I was going to fucking murder you yeah which is nothing's hotter than a man telling she's giving me like people who followed ted bundy vibes yeah or uh manson vibes yeah um then he tells her that he was able to find her by keeping an eye on jessica's mind because he can't read her mind why is he telling her that oh he he just kind of once she figures something out he's like oh thank god okay and he can just say everything so then they finish eating, and she actually did eat a pot of food. She was actually really hungry. <laughs> and they get into a sexy Volvo, and he tells her it's her turn to answer questions. Ruh-roh, don't trap someone in your car and be like, ooh, it's question time, maybe. Yeah, I've been there before. It's not fun. Chapter 9, prank. What? Did I prank you? She has one more question for him. Oh, damn. How did he end up finding her south? Like, because she went off around where she yeah. wasn't. He followed her scent. Ooh, gross, gross, gross. She then decides that you didn't, like, he didn't answer her first question about how the mind reading works. And he says it's like hearing everybody's mind at once, but he can focus on the voices he's most familiar with. It's like if you're talking to someone in a crowd. Mm-hmm, yeah. 
which could have just been those words. Yeah. Um, he can't hear Bella's um, thoughts, and she's like, is that my fault? Is it because I'm muttering in my head? <laughs> and he's, like, laughing at her, like, why the hell would you be worried about that when I just told you I can read minds? Which is completely reasonable. Oh, for sure. Although he's, like, very patronizing about it. Um, after this, Bella looks down at the speedometer and realizes that Edward is going 100 miles per hour, and she freaks the fuck out. Yeah, uh, as you should. Absolutely. He's like, I won't crash. Like, I'm never going to get a ticket. I can read minds. Um, how about fucking slow down? Yeah. Just because you can go 100 miles per hour doesn't mean you should. Yeah. That's scurry. That is. And we live in the States. There are not very good roads here in the States. Mm-hmm. She finally tells him her final theory, um, coming from Jacob Black. And that the theory is that they're vampires. And she's like, suddenly it comes back to her head that she, like, she just forced Jacob to break the treaty and then told the other side of the treaty that she did that. Yeah. And she's like, um, it was probably due to my intense flirting with him. Oh. Yeah. And he's it's like. It's fine that he broke the treaty because I'm so fuckable yeah i'm so fuck and i convinced him again jacob just turned 15 and she's 18 turning 17 which is like no 18 turning 17 17 turning 18 she's benjamin button (laughs) well she's will be maybe but you get what i'm saying so uh he wonders what convinced her and she says that nothing's convinced her she just kind of decided it didn't matter gross yeah, and Edward's like, what? What do you mean it doesn't matter? What do you mean you don't care if I'm a human or a vampire? She's like, I just don't care. And he's, like, freaking out. He's like, why the fuck would it not matter? Yeah. A perfect, But, like, he's mad at her for that. Yeah. Which is like, don't be mad at her. Although that is kind of weird. Um, Bella then asks, how old is he? He's 17. And she goes, how long have you been 17? And he goes, a while gross a <laughs> hundred years a well, hundred years <laughs> she asks him how come he can come out in the sun and he like literally laughs in her face and is like that's a myth but i can't sleep you <laughs> can't sleep yeah and then he goes sexually don't you want to know if i drink blood and she's like jacob says you're different and that you don't eat people cool well if jacob said it it must be true that's how Jacob works. Mm-hmm. He cannot lie. Edward then confirms they do not drink human blood and that they're still really dangerous and that they can make mistakes like how he's hanging out with her. Everybody makes mistakes. Yeah. Everybody has those days. Yeah. Keep going. Okay. So her theory, like kind of jumping off her theory that men are crabbier when they're hungry, she makes the decision that he must have been out hunting with Emmett in the past weekend because his eyes are lighter and he's not as crabby. Cool. Are you liking this chapter so far? I'm loving it. I know. There's so much fucking talking. I'm like, break it up. Get to the baseball scene already. (laughs) What? I love the baseball scene. Yeah, I know. I watched it the other day. Just that scene. Just the baseball scene? Yeah. Um, Edward's like, it makes me anxious to be away from her. And she's like, it makes me anxious when you're gone. And he's like, are you dumb? Like, I'm dangerous. Is it wrong? It's not safe. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then he's like, he's getting mad at her. Like, like, again, being really mean for her. It's wrong for you to do this. It's not safe. And she starts to cry. And he goes, are you crying? (laughs) got her like appalled and then he finally starts to ask like like he doesn't even calm her down he's just like something i couldn't understand is that like what were you thinking when the men were coming to get you and she's like i was thinking about the self-defense moves i could use because i'm too clumsy to run away because she's not like other girls not like other girls she falls all the time i don't know if girls fall i don't fall not like other girls no i don't fall yeah, not like other girls. I'm a woman. Oh. I'm not like other women. Because I don't fall. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she just starts to cry, and he gets mad at her, which is, like, bullshit. You should never get mad at somebody for crying. Yeah. Um, unless they're crocodile-tearing it. Um, but then they arrive at Charlie's, and Edward just says, like, don't go in the woods alone. I'm not the most dangerous thing out there. Dun-dun-dun. 
And then when she goes in to talk to Charlie, she goes she to She goes bed. directly into the woods. She does. I mean, pretty much. No. Um, she realizes three things. First, she confirms Edward was a vampire. Second, there was a part of him that wanted to kill her. And three, she was for sure in love with him. Gross. So what do you think about that bit before we go on to the next? Gross. Can you elaborate? It's all gross. He is over 100 years old and is... Spoilers. ...obsessing over a 17-year-old. Mm-hmm. And then chapter 10 is Wait, called... don't brush past that. What? <laughs> this. We'll talk about it more. You gave spoilers, Justin. Oh, we don't I... know he's 100 plus now. All we know is that he's been 17 for a while. A while. 100 years. No, not 100 years. Chapter 10. This chapter's called Interrogations. So that's cool. cool. Um, Charlie's gone, but she wakes up and Edward's there to give her a ride to school. And she feels like he's really giving her a choice. And I was like, girl, do you feel like he typically does not give you a choice? Because that's no bueno. That would not be good. Um, But they don't really talk too sweetly. He's, like, really aggressive about how she took everything too well. And that, like, he can never tell what she's thinking. It drives him insane. And this is, like, the... If you've seen the movies before, which Justin, I know you have. This is the blue tint they're driving to school slow motion getting out of the car with the eyes on fire playing in the background yeah you know what i'm talking about sure do you really not know that i do not remember the movie shot for shot all right guys so we're gonna have to stop this podcast (laughs) so that my husband can rewatch every single twilight movie right now hey guys we're not doing that let's continue all right and we're back justin we just watched all the twilight movies we didn't we didn't even cut i'm not watching them again can we watch the first one no i'm good if the listeners want justin to watch the first movie at the very least and talk about it with me on the podcast you have to rate and review us and let us know that and we will and he'll be the one who talks to me about it yeah is that okay babe He's, oh my god, he's jumping up, he's cheering, his arms are going up and down, he's so excited. You probably can't hear him so far away from the mic. Babe, calm down, we're doing a podcast. I'm still right next to the mic. <laughs> okay. Um, so they get to school in the sexy, shiny Volvo, and she's like, what's your family drive? And he's like, a red BMW M3 convertible. And I'm like, I don't give a fucking shit about the goddamn car. <laughs> We all drive Volvos. But apparently, like, it's like a really big, shiny car. (laughs) The Cullens brought to you by Volvo. (laughs) Honestly, like, it's actually aggravating. Um, and then I just wrote, or Jessica sees them together and gets starstruck by Edward, and he reads her mind. She wants to know if they're secretly dating and how Bella feels about Edward. And I wrote, too flirty. (laughs) It's too flirty at this point. It's icky. Like I said, it's all the bits of porn without any of the fun bits of porn. So yes, they're secretly dating and he's really excited to hear her answer on the second question. Yeah. Yeah. So then she gets to class and talks to Mike and then she goes to class, talks to Jessica who bombards her with questions. He knows that Edward is reading Jessica's mind. So he kind of like, she kind of plays with him a little bit. And she tells Jessica that he likes him too much, more than he likes her. Again, they've literally known each other for maybe two months at this point. Gross. I guess may, uh, some people believe in love at first sight. I personally don't because what well, you we don't fell, even we fell in love at first sight. No, right? because yeah. I'm, I'm cutting that out. No. Yep. We fell in love at first sight. <laughs> no, we didn't <laughs> because. You don't even know if your partner picks their book. I mean, everybody picks their boogers. But you don't know if they're good at wiping their butt or not, you know? But we fell in love at first sight. (laughs) We did not. What? (laughs) We've recorded this part three times. (laughs) Stop! But we fell in love at first sight. (laughs) Why'd you laugh? Because we've recorded this four times. (laughs) (laughs) Just say we fell in love at first sight. (laughs) No. Because we didn't, because I was 14. And I was 15. It's not (laughs) creepy. But we didn't fall in love at first sight because I think people need to know each other a little bit better. And if you fall in love at first sight, that's awesome. 
way less work it kind of sounds like yeah um but she's like falling in love with him and it's like you're literally 17 years old shut up yeah but edward greets her after class and he's all irritated for some reason because why the fuck wouldn't he be they go to lunch eat some food and he like he eats like people food and he's like it's like eating dirt like you can eat dirt but like it's not sustenance and i'm like um i i don't i don't eat dirt no no wouldn't wouldn't no would not eat dirt um but he's getting all fussy because how could she truly believe that she cares for him more than he cares for her then i wrote icky section too much talking and weirdness because they just like flirt back and forth for like forever and it's like but she just get to the fun part which is what is the fun part it's not even like there is a fun part because you're just the whole time like I hate the both of you you both suck and you're small children yeah so she decides that like the reason she thinks that he likes that she cares for him more is because he is often talking to her like he's saying goodbye yeah um but also like I'm writing this she has terrible self esteem like girl has no self-esteem yeah at all um and he decides that like she can't see herself clearly well the mirror's all fogged up well vampires can't see themselves in mirrors she's not a vampire neither and he can see himself in a mirror oh what's the mirror fogged up i don't get that reference no i was just making a joke can you can you do it again so i can laugh she can't see herself clearly because the mirror's all fucked up. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I get it now. Okay. You know I can't get jokes when I'm enthralled in Twilight conversation. Sure. Um, but then they shut the fuck up about that and they ask him what he was going to do Saturday. And he's like, if you're not going to Seattle, like, come on out and hang out with me and I'll show you what I look like in the sun weird yeah and he says that she needs to tell somebody charlie jessica somebody that she is out with him so that he has some sort of incentive to bring her back why would you be worried about that because he's worried he's still gonna kill her You know how that time... Why are we reading this book? In the beginning of our relationship, when you thought you were going to kill me. No, because that never happened. Oh, it's almost like he's a vampire. Blue. Hmm. I'm a vampire. <gasps> you don't sparkle in the sun, though. You just get a farmer's tan. That's that's what vampires do in real life. Is they get fat. Oh, the the t-shirt area just does not tan. <laughs> it doesn't happen. Um, she then asked them about like hunting, and he says they went and hunted bears because they're Emmett's favorite. Weird. Edward's favorite is mountain lion. But don't worry, Justin. I know your next question was about the environment. They try not to impact the environment, so they go to places that are overly consumed by predators. Which, in the Pacific Northwest, I don't know if that's the case. Yeah, if those are all happens. endangered I think bears there. and mountain lions are endangered. Uh, maybe they weren't in 2005. I uh, bet they were. Yeah. But um, she's like, I want to see you hunt. And he's like, that's fucking weird. And he gets all pissy and then they go to the next class. <laughs> Why would she want to see them hunt? I barely like to see you eat a chipotle bowl. Yeah, I mean, like you, you fucking devour Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing is, like, mm-hmm. when I eat uh, my burrito, mm-hmm. Blue like sets hers up. It takes me like twenty minutes to set up my bowl. But before she's done setting it up, I'm like, oh, that was a good burrito. <laughs> yeah, so I don't love wa- like you have to sit in front of me when we <laughs> eat so that you can devour your Chipotle, and then she's like, can I see you eat a predator? That'd be really cool. Yeah. Mm, how about ask a normal question? Yeah. Like, hey, Edward, what do you do in your free time? And he goes, kill mountain lions, apparently. Um, we're on chapter 11 now. And she's in gym class, and she doesn't know that Edward's listening to Mike. 
she does like really bad in in class because she's clumsy and not like other girls. Not like other girls. But then Mike gets kind of like gross and protective, and he's like, "What are you doing with Cullen?" And he's doing that thing like alpha males do, where they refer to men by like their last name or a wrong name when they're trying to like diminish them in front of a, a woman. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So she's like, "What the fuck do you mean? Like I'm just vibing with him." And he's like, I don't like the way he looks at you. He looks at you like you're something to eat. Ha ha ha. Do you get the joke? He's because he, he, uh, he's because, um, he, um, he's a zombie. You know how I feel about zombies. <laughs> um, and then Edward and her vibe for a second. And then Edward's like, I was listening to the conversation between you and Mike. And she's mad at him. And he goes, will you forgive me if I apologize? Like, yeah, because forgiveness starts with you apologizing. Yeah, and that's like the first step. A wrong thing. Um, and she's mad, but she gets over it because Edward can do no wrong. And they talk about hunting again. And he's like, it's a big no-no that you ever, like, be there because I can't control my st- myself when we're hunting. And, um... You know what I'm eating and you just get a little too close and, I oh, bite off a finger. <laughs> um, and he wouldn't be able to control himself and he, get, he would get all horny hungry about this. Um, I call it horny hungry because he's, like, really, really weird about it. Yeah. Um, he's like, I can't control my senses. Um, which is kind of ironic because... Remind me, put us asterisk here in real life, Justin, and my mind need to come back to this part in the fourth book. I'm not gonna remember that. Well, I just told you, so now one of us has to remember. And he gets all horny hungry about this. So after he gets all horny hungry, he tells her to go inside, and that tomorrow's his turn to ask questions. Um, why are they taking turns asking questions? I don't know. I don't feel like that's something that happens in real conversation. It's kind of like in a movie when, or like in a show when they do a dramatic part and you like try to think of how long that like actual time period would be between that. Yeah. That's like how the awkwardness is here. Does that make sense? It's like when they're in a TV show or like they're in the restaurant and they're talking about something and then it cuts and they're in the car and they're like continuing the conversation. It's like, were they just silent Paying yeah. the bill and walking to the car. Yeah, except for then Edward goes, and now it's my turn to ask question. Bella goes, okay, master. <laughs> okay, master Bruce. <laughs> master Bruce. Do you think that's because he's the Batman? The Batman. Okay. So then he starts asking, like, it's the next day, and he's asking her all these fucking questions. Like, what's your favorite color? What's your blah, blah, blah? And she's like, my favorite color is brown today. Which is, like, cool. Like, brown needs some fans, bro. But, like, also, that's not, like, quirky. Yes. It's also not a great... It's just dark orange. Get over yourself. You don't know colors very well. So, then they're, like... They go to school. They they gab. They just talk the whole fucking day. And it's really boring. And then they end up sitting, like, in front of her house in his sexy Volvo um, until dark with him just asking questions and her answering them. God damn, that hot Volvo. (laughs) Do you know how upset I I personally would be if somebody wouldn't stop fucking asking me questions all day? No, it's fucking really annoying. And I think actually at this point, I want to ask any of our listeners who consider themselves maybe a little bit more of a submissive personality, because I very much so am not, to let me know if you would let somebody treat you the way... Like, if that's, like, something that you're into. Because, like, maybe she's consensually into him treating her like this. She's just a sub. Yeah, which would be totally fine, but she's also 17, and he's old very old like the worst age gap you can really get yeah so i think i just need to hear from somebody who's maybe a little bit more of a um but i do not mean like submissive in a mean way at all some people are submissive some people are dominant some people are in the middle it's whatever floats your boat is that as long also, as everybody's consenting but it also doesn't have to be submissive in a sexual way if you're just a more quiet person yeah just send me a note let me know if you would let somebody treat you the way bella is being treated by Edward. Because she is letting him treat him her this way. Yeah, just send her a text. Her phone number is 6666666666666666. It's too many. I don't think so. I don't have one single six in my phone number. 
Oh my gosh, I just doxed myself. (laughs) No, blue. So they're sitting in front of the house until dark, and then all of a sudden, like, he tenses up because another car pulls up, and she's like, shit, it's Charlie. But it's not. It's actually Jacob and Billy Black, and Edward kind of, he growls. He does a lot of growling. So, Justin, can you, I'm going to say the line, and then I want you to growl. As a man, use your deep voice. And do you then, want like? Do you want me to really do I it? I really, really want you to joke? like. No, I want you to do it like you think, because like he's like growling like an animal. So he says another complication, and I want you to say it like you think Edward would be saying it in this moment. I won't look at you, okay? <clears throat> All right. <laughs> another complication. <laughs> See, that didn't to me feel like a growl. That just felt a little bit more like Ra- raspy. Yeah. yeah. Well, how? How are you really supposed to growl? Another complication. (laughs) But like quiet. Because a growl is grrr. Yeah. Maybe we should put Bruno growling at the end of this episode. Or where I just talked. Just put it over. Yeah, that's true. So he growls that. He does a lot of growling. So it's clear to Bella that Billy fully believes like the impossibility of the Cullens being vampires that her his great grandpa knew way back in the day. Yeah. Um, they kinda like talk about it and Billy's like furious. Like like he knows that they're the same ones or knows that they're not the same ones. He believes they are the same ones. Billy doesn't know anything for fact like Bella does. Okay. But but Billy believes one hundred percent that the Cullens um, of this day and age are the same Cullens that his great-great-grandparents had that treaty with. Yeah. And that they're vampires. Okay. So that was chapter 11. Hippity-hopping over to chapter 12. Charlie pulls up and says hi to everybody. Jacob and Billy are there to watch the game. They haven't seen it. Billy's, Billy's like, yeah, we're here to watch the game. And Jacob's like, yeah, we haven't seen, like, our TV broke last week. And and Billy, like, looks up and is like, yeah. And uh, Jacob wanted to see Bella. Like, shit, bro, you fucking outed me. Um, And she was like, oh, no, was I too convincingly sexy on the beach? (laughs) Bro, I'm trying to hoe on the low, baby. (laughs) Don't give it away. She then decides to cook dinner because she's a lady, and she talks to Jacob and tells him that she was with Edward Cullen. And she's worried this whole time that Billy's going to tell her dad that she was with Edward Cullen, which would be super... Can you imagine, like, your dad's estranged friend coming over... To tell him that his estranged daughter has been seeing a, a, a guy in high school. Your estranged friend's son comes mm-hmm. to you to tell you your estranged daughter is seeing a strange man in school. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Not your estranged friend's son. Your estranged friend. Because Billy's the one freaking out. Because, like, after she oh. says it's Edward Cullen, he laughs and he's like, oh, that's why my dad was acting strange. He's such a superstitious old man. Yeah. Um, and apparently last time Charlie and Billy talked, Charlie, like, chewed him out for being so mean to the Cullens. And this is, like, a reunion for them. Um, but then they leave, and Charlie just is, like, a sweet dad. He's like, hey, Bella, like, don't go to bed yet. I, I didn't get a chance to talk to you about your day, which I just think that's really sweet. Yeah. You, know? you don't see a lot of positive male adult role models in books. Usually they're dead or bad, so... Just Do you know nice. there's only 40% of positive male role models... That are police officers and media? Um, Just look up 40% of all police. The next morning she goes to school and it's Friday or something. And she's like, how was your night? And he jokes that he has a pleasant night, which will slowly, you know why that's funny, but don't spoil it. Because (laughs) some people haven't seen the programs. Do you know why that's funny? No, I do not remember. Okay. Well, maybe some listeners know why that's funny. Um, He still fucking asks her questions. Um, and he tells her that he's going to hunt that night with Alice so he doesn't kill her the day after, which is so hot. Just makes so me so cool. Uh, that would make me so horny, Justin, if you were like, hey, before a date, I have to go, uh, you know, eat a lot of food or I'm going to murder you. Or I need to go murder some animals. Yeah, so that I don't murder you. Yeah. Because I'm a sociopath. Um, Alice is the most supportive of his, his relationship with her. Um, but, like, during this conversation, they're at lunch, and or they're out in the parking lot, and Bella and Rosalie have some, like, weird-ass eye contact, where Rosalie's just, like, staring daggers at her. And it, they don't break eye contact until Edward hisses <laughs> at um, Rosalie. I like that one. I thought that was good. Yeah. 
Apparently, don't look at my girlfriend. <laughs> his whole family is worried that if Edward is seen like too much with her, and then she ends up disappearing or dying, that people will be smart enough to like link two and two together because it's always the partner. Yeah. Um. She goes to school, and then she tells Charlie she's not going to Seattle. Um. She's actually going out with Edward, but she doesn't tell Charlie that. And Charlie goes fish fishing. He um, goes bitching. He goes, he's bitching. He's catching bitches <laughs> on the hook. Edward and um, Bella's outfits end up matching that day, which is so funny to me because how often do we leave the house and our outfits match? Yeah. <laughs> Unintentionally, too. We're like, like, shit. We'll change sometimes. Yeah. We're like, oh, we matched we too well. That's yeah. too much. Um. They end up driving to a trail because they're going on a hike, but Edward's like, it's only five miles. And she's like, five miles? What the fuck? Um, Me. Because she literally, she's not like other girls. Like, she's clumsy. Um, but Edward is taking her somewhere he likes to go when the weather is nice. Um, she tells him that nobody knows where she is, and he gets really pissy and says, are you so depressed by Forks that it has made you suicidal? Um, Damn, dude. So he's, like, really edging himself on killing her. Yeah. After several hours, they get to a clearing that is, like, treeless. It's a little meadow with wildflowers. It's just, like, really pretty. Yeah. Um, And she's, like, enjoying the beauty when she turns to take a glance at Edward. And he decides to walk into the bright glow of the midday sun. Do you want to do one more chapter? It's an uncomfortable chapter. It's the one that made my face the way my face was last night. Or do you want to start with that chapter next round? Oh, those are both bad choices. Yeah, either way, we have to do the chapter. It's let's, funny. Let's do it. Do it? Okay, we're in chapter 13. He's sparkly like thousands of tiny diamonds were embedded in the surface of his skin. And they're totally vibing. And he's like, are you scared of me? That's how I imagine him talking. Bella, are you scared of me? Are you scared of I? <laughs> and then she starts, like, tracing his arm with her fingers, which is, like, kind of a, um, make me uncomfortable because I don't like to be touched. Yeah, that's sensory type. But then he goes, she's like, am I making you uncomfortable? And he goes, you can't imagine how good that feels. What the fuck, dude? Um. Yo, chill. During this, like, time together, he's not, like, taking the, like, um precautions that he would usually around humans so he's like moving like really fast like just when he puts his hand up to her cheek it's like in one spot and then it's on her cheek so it's going really quickly he's fast as fuck boy and then um for some reason their faces are getting really close and she for some reason they're not kissing or anything they're just getting close and she ends up smelling his breath and his breath is really good smelling what? I don't think that has ever been said about a person unless they have literally just stopped brushing their teeth. Yeah. Even then, it's like, uh, too minty. Yeah. Get out of here. So his breath is really good, and she gets close, and she, like, inhales it. And he gets so, like, hungry horny that he has to leave. He has to, like, go to the other edge of the clearing. And she's like, I'm sorry, Edward. And he's he's like, just give me a moment. Which kind of reminds me of, like, in animes when they're, like, actually horny and they're like i just need a minute yeah um he then starts like throwing a temper tantrum and he says he's having a human moment and this is like kind of the funny part um when he goes into the forest in the movie to show bella that he's got sparkly skin and he's jumping around the cheese and he's like i'm the world's best predator aren't i everything about me invites you this is a quote everything about me invites you in my voice my face even my smell as if I need any of that. And then he, like, rushes away into a tree. <laughs> he just beats off. And then he's like, as if you could outrun me. And then he goes really fucking fast across the clearing. And then he's like, as if you could fight me. And he, like, breaks off a branch and Kobe's it across the field. Yeah. And then he comes back around and he's like, I'm sorry. Did I scare you? <laughs> he's like, look how scary I am. Yeah. Dude, aren't you scared? Did I get you a spook? Did I get you a right quick spook? <laughs> And then, you know, after his temper tantrum, they're grabbing, gabbing again. And then he does the heroin analogy. Do you remember the heroin analogy? No, I don't. I don't think so. Okay, so he's trying to explain to her why she is so intoxicating to him. And basically, he's like, it's like if an alcoholic or somebody who did drugs ha- was sitting in a room with the drugs. Yeah. 
that's kind of basically the analogy. And she goes, and it's like, except for them just being regular drugs, they're like special drugs that I really like. (laughs) And so the analogy is Bella is Edward's personal brand of heroin and that he craves her. Okay. You were the one who wanted to keep going. Okay. As as someone who uh, habitually used marijuana in the past... Um, not addicted chemically, but like emotionally addicted. It's intoxicating, yeah. Um, drugs are good though. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be like you're my own per. Drugs are just good. Yeah. All like hell yeah, drugs are good. <laughs> I'm not sure we can include that in the podcast. D- okay, kids, don't do drugs. Yeah, and don't stop do drugs. listening. This yeah. is not for you. No, I said fuck too many times. Um, but like. Yeah, you don't need to, like, no. (laughs) Also, you don't have to kill people to do drugs. That feels like someone who's never, like, drank before, you know? You probably hadn't. Oh, I forgot she's Mormon. Well, she is, uh, Stephanie Myers is Mormon, but Edward was also, um... No, I'm saying from the author. Author. Oh yeah, like, Stephanie the Meyer author saying that. Yeah, from her perspective, I I can't guarantee it, but I feel pretty comfortable making the assumption that she is not somebody who partakes in alcohol or anything harder than that. She, I mean, mm. I I know from experience that Mormons aren't typically allowed to have coffee. Yeah. Which, as somebody who does coffee, that should be addicting. Yeah. <laughs> so he does that. Um, that analogy. And she's like, is that, like, normal? And he's like, he spoke to his brothers, Jasper and Emmett, which is weird that he only spoke to his brothers as if the female vampires couldn't possibly have the same emotion. They couldn't female possibly feel horny. this way. Female vampire don't get no, horny. No, horny hungry. Oh. Um, Jasper had personally never smelled it. He never has never smelled somebody he can't resist, but Emmett has twice. And Emmett did end up killing both of them. Cool move. But they were strangers for Emmett, and they weren't, like, somebody he was close to. Mm. Um, And he, like, straight up talks about how he literally, like, almost... He had to... used all of his, like, humanness inside of him to not kill her that day in class. Because he knew... The reasons he didn't want to is he knew he'd have to kill everybody in the class, and that they would have to move. Cool reasons. Yeah, and then they do the lion and the lamb analogy where she goes, and so the lion, or the lion fell in love with the lamb, and she goes, what a dumb lion. And Edward goes, what a sick masochistic lion. Homie, just say sick lion. Put masochistic in there, nobody thinks you're cool. What a sick vocabulary word, lion. <laughs> I feel like I'm taking the GRE again. <laughs> um, she, like, kind of talks and, like, wants to make sure she doesn't trigger him again, and um, they talk about what they can do to avoid that. And Justin, this is what I did last night. Then he kind of like, they're talking about this and he goes, stay still for a second. No. And he lays his cold cheek against the hollow base of her throat. What? This part, right? That's what I did last night. Yeah. And <laughs> we should post a video of us doing Let's, this. I never want you to do that to me again. <laughs> On the hollow base of her throat. I didn't do this next part to you because then his hand, while he's doing that, he's like this, Justin, his hands slide down the sides of her neck and then move to his shoulders, her shoulders, and then his face drifted to the side with his nose skimming across her collarbone, and then his face comes to rest on the side of her chest. So So he's like... Oh, you're a drug, and I can't control myself around you. Let me fucking sniff this joint up. Yeah, and, mm, that's a good idea. Get the lighter idea. next to it. Well, you know how he did the lion metaphor. Yeah, it's like catnip when cats rub their face. <laughs> catnip. <laughs> that's what he's doing. And then, like, he pops up, and he's like, "She's like, that wasn't bad for me. Was that? Was that bad for you?" Kind of like sex, but like people doing doing the sex for the first time, you know, where like if they're doing it properly, consenting and yeah. adults, you go, oh, wh- wh- was that good for you? Yeah, that was good for me. Oh, was that good for you? But all he did was like 
bother her collarbone <laughs> with his face. Let me uh, rub my face on your chest a little bit. And then bit. it gets a smidge weirder because then she goes, don't move. And then she caresses his cheeks and strokes his eyelids. What? Then traces her fingies down her nose. Okay, it's... And wait, then his wait, lips. wait, wait, wait. Don't fucking touch someone's eyelids. <laughs> you just, I, you're just ruining the magic. I hate that so much. <laughs> you're ruining the magic. Like, I don't like to touch my own eyelids because, like, you feel eyeball. Are you really weird about your eyelids? I mean, l- not like... I'll rub my eyes. He but just I don't touched wanna, his eyes for like one single second. I don't want to tell it freaked him out. Uh, a I don't want to just put rest a finger on my eyelid. You know. Well, I think she's doing. I'm gonna do it, listeners, for okay, our audio yeah. format. I'll I describe think she's it. like this. No, I just described no. I'm gonna it describe it. You do where it. She's like this, like just rubbing his eyelids. That's touching the eyeball. That's so weird. Oh my gosh! You're just touching the eyeball through a skin skin sack. <laughs> Bullsack. Oh no. Feel <laughs> <you> like bullsack. <laughs> okay, Justin, you're being incredibly inappropriate. Oh, um, I am sorry. So you made me lose my mind. So then she traces his nose and then his lips, and then he opens his eyes, and they were hungry, but in exclusively the horny way and not the hungry way. So he was horny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was he was hungry, but in the horny way, no, and no, not no. in the hungry way. <laughs> well, you have to specify that because he would physically he would devour her, yeah. like, and not in the horny way. And again, this is all like written for kids, so it's like written really weird. Where she's like, and then he opened his eyes, and they were hungry, but not for food. And it's like for what, Bella? Puss. Ew. Delete that. <laughs> Um, We're getting too sexual for this fucking kid's book. That's the issue. I is know. It's a kid's book. What is going on? I know. And then he says he's so hungry, but he hungers for something that he doesn't even understand. Like, I'm totally fine with, like, just some kissing happening in yeah. a children's book. This is worse somehow. I know. And it's. I think it's really uncomfortable, too, because if, like, I mean... You're a kid. You're not going to, like, take in these. It's, like, kind of, like, subliminal messaging. Yeah. Like, I'm loving the consent that's going on currently. Yeah. There's not a ton of consent in other parts of this book. But it should not be in this book. Yeah. Especially with who it's for. Yeah. It, yeah. Okay. So, then she places her, her ear against his chest and then this is funny because I, I was talking to my people at work and I was like, can you imagine how uncomfortable that would be when you put your ear on somebody's chest, but you hear nothing? Uh, yeah, that would be... Because he has no organ movement. Ugh. How fucking weird that would be. Yikes. And he's not warm either. No. So that would like, I mean, being like in, on a concrete floor without socks on sucks the heat out of my body so quickly yeah that can you imagine putting your head on a quiet piece of slab like a slab of concrete that is edward's chest but it's breathing (laughs) am i really setting up this word picture for you beautiful i hate it i hate it so then he gives her like a really uncomfortable piggyback ride um back to the to the car and she's like gets like really super sick because she gets motion sick and they're like joshing around. He's and he's like trying to cheer her up. Blah blah blah. And then he fucking kisses her when she's about to throw up. Do we want to talk about your car sick symptoms? I don't throw up. No, you don't throw up. So what do you do when you get car sick? Though? I just get a belly ache. Yeah, a belly ache. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll we'll leave it at that. So it would be like me in the car being like, "Oh, I really don't feel well." And then you're like, "And now I'm going to kiss you." I'd be like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Don't even look at me." I'm uncomfy. Yeah. And then at the end of this chapter, my only note was, this shit makes me super uncomfortable. Because no, again, it's I'm great. listening it's, to yeah. this. So. How's the audiobook, uh, the, the person? She's fine. Yeah. I mean, she does, like, the, the voice for Edward is really funny, because she just gets kind of, like, slower like I am. Um, but she, she does, like, I mean, it's not really, like. Good book? Good audiobook? Yeah. Okay. So that's all I've got, Justin. We finished uh, chapters 7 through 13. How are you feeling? Bad. Bad? Bad. I mean, did did you listen to what you were saying? I did, and I listened to the audiobook. So, so that, that would be why. 
Mm-hmm. And we want to thank you folks so much for listening to Reading Held Hostage. I'm Blue. And I'm Justin. And we just want to say a couple of things at the end here. Please subscribe or follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also um, on YouTube. We yeah, love subscriptions there. Do it our YouTube now. We are considering eventually doing a video, but you know, it just depends on the on how people feel. Um, I feel like I had one other thing on my brain. Uh, Twitter. Yeah, follow us on Twitter. Um, oh, I remembered the actual thing. Uh, the Twitter is at Reading Hostage, but everything else should be Reading Held Hostage. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like the format of us doing like two parters, like Twilight, because I, I have a feeling I have a lot of comments on the Twilights. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot less chapters per episode. Yeah. So, but we're considering doing a Tuesday Thursday release for like two parts, like because mm-hmm. I think Twilight's gonna be four parts eventually. But we might put this out on next thursday so. yeah so just let us know if you like that um but besides that thank you so much leave us a review leave us any feedback zero or five. Zero or five no one through four <laughs> and my name is blue and i really love to read and my name's justin and i'm stuck here can you growl that last line and i'm stuck here Ugh. i'm growling now <laughs> <laughs> I'm hissing, actually. Thank you so much for listening to Reading Held Hostage. Oh my god. We'll see you next week. It may Robert Pattinson, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>